Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me, as always, on Monday, is my good friend, Michele Vera. Michele, what's up? Well, uh, I'll try to contain uh, my myself because of yesterday. Um, so, you know, there are a little satisfaction in life, like... Uh, with sports yeah. and um yesterday was one of those yeah you're just you guys are just helping the world out there yeah it seems so there are a lot of people like uh, even i have some friends in spain and say wow all europe is with you like why we just beat you like three days ago yeah but this is more important um, okay how what's like the nba comparison for for beating uh Great Britain. Like, what's the? We're beating England. Well, there was a, a guy on Twitter that I think made the perfect comparison. I think it was the Fluky, uh, if I'm not mistaken. He's in the chat like, right now. Um, yeah, I think he made it. Like, um, it's. Um, I need to read it because it was so perfect that I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to say anything wrong. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up quickly. Now all the moment, all the uh, momentum is gone. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, you would think. No, uh, it's not this one. Uh, okay, uh, I don't have it. It's um, it's terrible. It was something about the Clipper fans and oh, okay. and the Lakers fans, and but I can't find it. Oh, I'm sorry, the fluky. I I messed this badly well they, they england never won anything in terms of uh european soccer they, they never won they won one uh world championship but they have the attitude of a nation that won everything yeah. for like such a long time it's almost like sacramento fans oh. all, all of a sudden decides to be to behave like the lakers clipper fans with lakers fan mentality yes that thing thank you the fluky i'm sorry yeah but I think Clippers, yeah, uh, even m- maybe Sacramento, it's uh, it's all, also a good comp because they, they had like moments in their history where they were pretty mm-hmm. good, but they never they never won. Mm-hmm. 66 is the last thing they won. That's unbelievable. Well, congratulations mm-hmm. to you specifically, Michele. Yeah, yeah, because I, I, I really care about soccer all the time and, <laughs> and it was clearly the reason why they won. <laughs> Also, congrats to the Bucks for getting a game in the finals. They yeah. just beat the Suns like a drum last night by 20 points, 120 to 100. And it was good to see them show some life. Uh, really poor performance from the Suns and Devin Booker in particular. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's kind of the game. When Devin Booker scores 10 points on 14 shots, 
it's uh it's not looking good for yeah. you and Giannis looks like a monster he's been an absolute monster so it's it's good it's good I want to see a seven game series I don't necessarily like I, I think yeah. I, I want the Suns to win but I want to see a seven game series I don't want to see a sweep uh so that was good to see well you know uh... I don't necessarily uh, want the Suns to to win it all. I mean, I would be extremely pleased because one of my friends is in yeah, is in the coaching staff, and so I I, I really root for him. Um, but you know, even if Milwaukee ends up being the team that that that, that wins this year, I think it's good for the NBA. Yeah. I mean, it's good that. Uh, um, a star like Yanis has a title, mm-hmm. uh, as, same as Chris Paul. I mean, Yanis has clearly more time, and Chris Paul, this is probably his best chance. Yeah. So that is another reason why you want to root for the Suns. But it, but it's not like uh, I think I don't know if it was in our group chat or on Twitter that there is no villain in these in these seven game series. There is really not. There are two teams that are extremely likable for different reasons. And so you can enjoy basketball without having to necessarily root for one team because if the other wins and when Drew Holiday shots like he did and Middleton is better and Yanis plays a lot at center, then it might happen that, that Milwaukee has, has an edge, especially on their home court. Yeah, that's exactly right. There's no, there's no, we're texting about this, and I think the biggest, if if you're not into this NBA Finals, I think the biggest problem is that we don't have a villain. Is that the, mm-hmm. both these teams are just like you can, they're easily teams that you could anybody could root for, and yeah, that's it's kind of a problem <laughs> with in regards to the NBA Finals, because if the Nets were there, that's your clear villain. If the Clippers were there. Oh, the That's Clippers. That's your clear villain. Yeah, yeah. And, but they're both eliminated. And obviously, in the moment, still, we were rooting for those teams to be eliminated. But when the stakes are the highest, yeah. that's when it becomes uh, kind of more fun. Yeah. Can you imagine having KD out there? Like, that would be extreme hate oh, for yes. <laughs> probably yes. Uh, the entire nation, except for the Brooklyn area. Yeah. Hundred percent, and all of the like second graders who root for the Nets because they have all the stars. You know. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, it's sure. It's got to be a thing. We've been there. Uh, something else is a thing, and kind of has been a thing for a while. Vit Krejci is going to play for the Blue or the Thunder next year, just depending on mm-hmm. what roster spots are available. I, my, I've always kind of assumed he would play for the Thunder, or he would be a two-way contract or whatever he's going to be but you know we'll see i i kind of expect him to be on the thunder roster Mm -hmm. he's been here so to me it's not there was really no mystery as to if he was going to play here this next season because he was he's been here rehabbing this whole time the thunder have been watching over him this whole time if if it it honestly would be very strange and unusual if he decided not to play here next year because he's been here. Yeah. Yeah, and from the reports about him, uh about the his MBA, um how is it? Uh well, the possibility to to uh exit of his current contract and the buyout, yeah. sorry. Um um it is curious that they paid it this season. Probably, and this is um, probably why they have to sign him, 
um, and they didn't last year because they couldn't. They couldn't sign into the last year roster, but they probably made an agreement with his team since he couldn't play because of the injury. They probably asked him, the player and the team, if he could rehab in OKC and then having the buyout paid um, a year after. Um, I think that for his former team, it makes total sense because they didn't have to pay anything for his medical rehab. And for OKC, makes a ton of sense because of the fact that you can survey it, you can try to um, at least interact with the player and, and show him films and stuff like that. So it was a win-win situation, but the fact that, that, that now he's um, basically free, content-wise, um, it indicates that he will be on the roster. I'm not sure if he will play because it, it may happen that he's assigned to the blue after uh, the contract. Yeah. And... Um, so who knows? But I think that he will have a fair chance uh, in training camp to be on the main roster. Mm -hmm. And I would just caution anybody that is counting roster spots at this point, because yeah, it makes no the sense. amount of turnover that's going to happen between today and October, uh, I think it could be significant. So mm -hmm. do not do not draw conclusions today. <laughs> about anything uh i i think yeah. you just have to realize like the information that we're working with is so limited at this point and we just have to kind of watch and react as it unfolds so uh don't get just don't get to your head of yourselves at this point in the off season because the thunder are always one of the busiest teams and the fact that they're still in asset acquisition mode slash trying to find main pieces and trying to swing for the fences and all this stuff just means that the churning is going to continue. And yeah. so just don't stress about roster spots at all with regards to Vit. Yeah. And there are, yeah. And there are probably five to se five to eight roster spots that you can clearly say that are taken for next season. It's Baisley, Shea, that's two. Uh, Lou, three. Ty Jerome, four. Uh, Poku. Then Poku. That is, I think, the five that you can say for sure they will be there, even if Baisley, it's not a sure thing yet. Then you have probably Theo, Mike, and Kemba as the next three guys. Um, because there is at least uh, a chance that Kemba stays at the beginning of the season. All the others, like Svi, Roby, um, Bradley, I don't see Bradley sticking, yeah. uh, to be honest with right. you. Deck, um, those are guys that, yeah, uh, well, there's Kenrich uh, as well, yeah. uh, so maybe nine. Um, but there are still quite a lot of roster spots, and you don't know what happens on draft night. You don't have to assume anything. It could be one pick among the five, the five that they have, or five. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's really unclear to me what they. Maybe it's two. Maybe it's three. They 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 have a lot of options, and they can package a few guys if they need roster spots. Mm -hmm. So and may, and maybe they again the, the their second round picks can can be two ways. So yeah, you're far away from the fifteen that you need to have. Uh, so it's um, no stress right now. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, I, I guess we have to talk about this 
trade, this fake trade that was on the athletic. And there's another one coming. I don't know if it's been published yet. Let me check if it's up there. If not, we'll wait to discuss it. Uh, James Edwards the third, who is a tremendous person, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, is our beat writer at the Athletic, uh, and he put together this kind of fake trade article that set Oklahoma City on fire for a little while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I don't know. People take people take it very very seriously, McKellie. This is. Kind of, of course. kind of a, a wild thing to me, but anyways, the trade was the six pick and Shea for number one, and yeah, you have to first, as a Thunder fan, one just take away your visceral reaction for a second and think about if you are the Pistons. Exactly, because exactly. this is coming from a Pistons writer, coming yeah. from a guy who like knows the league very very well he's one of he's he's one of my favorite guys to talk to with regards to the nba because he knows it very very well but if you're the pistons and you have the number one pick in the draft you have the number one pick Mm -hmm. you need more than just a player straight up and i i get it that shay we said it on the show that there's a chance that shay is better than anybody that's in this draft I mean, there's, yeah. there's, I don't know. I'm on, I'm on that side, by the way, yeah. of the argument. And but I see, anyway, the point of the trade uh, that. Yeah, you just have to have more. You just have to have more. You have to have. It has to be an over-the-top offer to get the number one pick in the draft, and that's that's mm-hmm. how it should be. And the Thunder aren't going to do a deal like that just because I don't, no. I don't think that it favors them at all. I mean, you can, you can phrase it like this: Would you rather have Cade Cunningham or Shea and Kaminga, or Shea yes. and Scotty Barnes, or Shea and yes. Suggs, or whoever it is that drops to them? Shea and Suggs would be. I'd I would take that and mm-hmm. I'd run away. That's the easy yeah, answer. That's the easiest answer. But let's just say that it's it feels like the most likely outcome is Shea and Kaminga. Uh, that Kaminga yes. will be there. And I think that you would just say, I would rather take a swing at Shea and Kaminga because the Kaminga can be yeah. anything close to the ceiling. Then that's a, that's a great pairing. Uh, he's yeah. a wing score that has defensive tools that can be the best two way wing of this draft. Would I predict he'll be the best two way wing in this draft? Absolutely not. <laughs> There's no. no way that I would predict that. No, but is it possible? I, I yes. Yay. Yes. Um, it's the more I see, the more it's not. Re- it's really not my cup of tea. Um, yeah. It's. Um, but anyway, let's stick for a second and, and try to like zoom out and, and be the Boston Celtics evaluating this trade, okay. or uh, I don't know uh, any other team, like. On one hand, on the one hand, if you if you see in the future that Kate is really the number one in this mm-hmm. draft, then that trade makes sense mm-hmm. because, like, if in five years uh, he is one of the good number one picks, maybe not the great ones, um, 
it still makes sense to say, well, you trade a guy that you have no control, that you may have five years of control for a guy that you have, where you have eight, uh, ten, depending on how things turn out. And he was a very good number one pick. Great. That's a trade that makes sense. Uh, on the other end, if your evaluation of Shea is, well, very few third-year players can do what he does. And in the past, guys like that, with a good system around them, can be the James Harden. The, like, I don't know, name a star that has, like, a very good scoring instinct. And, and Shea, you can argue, has more upside on the defensive side. So would you trade James Harden for a good number one pick? The answer is probably no. So depending on where you land on the evaluation of Shea and your the risk factor that the number one pick involves, then you can see both value, both sides of this trade. It makes sense for both. Like for one side, it makes sense to ask Shea plus number six. And for the other, makes total sense to say, what? Really? Like, it, it really depends. Yeah. Uh, and the unknown are still there. That That is why, to me, it's not a wild trade. It's just a trade that will probably never materialize as is because the, the two sides, either Presti has a very, very high um, opinion on Shea or, oh, I'm sorry, on Kate or whoever it's there and he wants to pick him compared to Shea or that trade really never materialize. Mm -hmm. Because I agree, I mean, if you're the Pistons, you don't trade the number one pick for Shea. You don't do it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make any sense. Because, I mean, it's, it's not really that you have a timeline that is set right now. I mean, Jeremy Grant is a nice addition, but you don't trade the number one pick because of Jeremy Grant, because you want to align a player to Jeremy's timeline. It makes absolutely no yeah. sense. You could be killed for yeah. that in five years. Yeah. So you need to have some extra. You say, well, I, had, I, w I was down on Cade. I had very high grades on both on Suggs, Kuminga, and Barnes. I got the, a guy that I had really high grades on plus Shea for the number one pick. That is perfect. Yeah. So it's um to me, I mean that trade is the the um, four plus banes to me was offensive. Was really like <laughs> I mean, no, <laughs> no one in, in his right state of mind can even um be close to that sentiment. With this one, I think it's uh it's actually spot on and, and shows that trading for the number one pick is extremely hard. Extremely hard. And, and again, to me, it makes way more sense to say, well, I'll give you five for some picks if you're OKC. Yeah. Even mine, I'm protected if I'm sure that the guy there will help me. Like, I would, I would go as far as saying, well, I'll unprotect 2022 and I'll trade the unprotected 2023 if that is the guy that I have 100% commitment on. Yeah. And that, like, 2023 unprotected for OKC today is really, really a good pick because anything can happen. Yeah. No, I think... I mean, that's what... That's what the Mavericks did, you know? Mm-hmm. Because they knew that Luka was their guy. And... Yeah. I think there's lots... I think the Thunder have lots of possibilities here. I think that we also have to realize that it's just it's just quite unlikely that a deal like that would happen because 
if you're a Pistons fan, I would be pretty upset if you get the number one pick. You have the opportunity to take whoever you want at that top spot. And what you do is you trade down to six and you kick the can down the road. I would, yeah. if you're the Thunder, if the Thunder did that, if the Thunder somehow drew the number one pick and the Pistons were at six, and the Pistons say, hey, we'll give you six and we'll let, allow you to have an unprotected 2023 first rounder from the, from the Pistons, which could be a great pick. No, I, I meant the 2023 as the first one of the five. That I give you. Oh, okay. It's still five, the number of extra pick. It's like one of those is a very good one. Like because you don't know the value and of the like it may be like two like yeah. two or yeah, two additional in this like three from this draft, one additional and then another additional. Yeah. I would still just be exactly. like this is crazy. Because the whole goal is to get a pick in the top three. Like that's the whole that's the purpose yes. of all of this. Yes, and I think somebody that was on, that was with the Thunder for years, as the general manager understands that, but the, but also, he will have his he has his own evaluations. He's not going to be a groupthink GM. He's going to take who he thinks is the no. best player. And I'm I am not fully convinced it's Cade. The only I I, I feel kind of drawn to that groupthink which I think everybody does of that. The guy is Cade mm -hmm. and I'm not convinced that it is. Well, fools was the guy according to anyone. Yeah. It yeah. was preposterous to say absolutely any to say otherwise. And I mean, to me, and I don't want to, to spill it too much because we have other, another place for that, yeah. but, uh, I'm still, I, I I went back and watched a bit more on Suggs and Kate because of the, I mean we had some some interaction on Twitter. We say why? What do you see about Suggs? And I went back and the more I watch about Suggs, the more I'm convinced. Yeah. And and with Kate, there was this glaring issue to me about his ball handling and ability to beat his own man, mm -hmm. that it's still there. So to me, it's not clear cut. It's he's probably the guy that has the best upside uh, because of the unbelievable shooting. The shooting, the size, this issue. the leadership. Yeah, like exactly. He's got lots exactly. of things. But there are, there are big deficiencies where yes. stars usually thrive. Yes. Sorry to interrupt you. Yes. No, no, no. You, you, you said it exactly. Like there are things... And again, you can say, well, but Kawhi doesn't put it on the on the court. Well, he he does. It wasn't his forte. Well, it was how he approached the league. The shooting came after. Mm -hmm. Like so, it's again, um, it's not clear cut. I completely agree with you. And and if you have this evaluation, um, then you may not trade back to to, to six because it's unlikely. Um, but uh, maybe you trade back to two or three. And if the Thunder has a way, have a way to trade up to three, then maybe that materialized. Because now if you're saying, well, three plus two very good picks, then it's not that terrible of a trade. Yeah. No. It's terrible to trade back from three to six, but but it, that that's another story that can happen for very different reasons. Like yeah. 
there are financial reasons to do so. So it's a, yeah. it, it's all up in the air. It would cost OKC a fortune to pull out something like that. Yeah. A fortune. Especially if you don't include Shea. But, I mean, if you have high grades on one of these... It's worth it. Then, yes, again... Um, if, if this is your not not even LeBron James because that that everyone will trade, I mean I don't know twenty five picks for for LeBron it would be probably not enough. Yeah, you never. But if you never this trade is your, pick, but yeah, exactly. Uh, but if you, if this is your James Harden, then you do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you absolutely trade five or some picks for a guy like James Harden, which is again not number one guy now, not maybe not even top five yeah. right now. In the NBA, yeah, but he is still a top fifteen player, and you trade five for some picks to get a top fifteen player in the league, especially if you can pair pair him with Shea, and especially if you already have eighteen of them. Exactly. Picks. <laughs> I mean, this is the reason why you have like this ridiculous amount of picks, so that if you did trade five, it doesn't kill your war chest of picks. Like you can, if you believe that you're getting piece number two next to Shea. Then, and if you're able to keep Poku and Dort and Baisley and guys like that as well, where you can kind of push through, and or maybe you think Ty Jerome is one of those guys, or whatever the case may be, you can start really building a team, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. that to me is that's what this is all about. We're trying to build a team, and yes, it's. It's certainly possible with some of these guys, and and perhaps we we don't know what the Thunder's evaluations are. We we don't know who they're talking to. We don't know we don't know what they want, and yeah. perhaps it is Scotty Barnes is as their guy. Perhaps it is maybe they want to take a swing at Jonathan Kaminga. We don't know. We just don't really know. Yeah. Uh, but maybe they want to put their maybe they, they don't want to put all their chips on because they are waiting for Wembanyama or Chet. Who knows? Yeah, it could be. We like this draft. We don't love this draft. Exactly. We will take the best player that falls to us at six, and then we will aim for next year's draft. And we will wait to use five picks to trade up until the next draft because we believe yeah. there are three guys in 2022 that are worth it. And we're not exactly. certain that the guys in 2021 are worth it. So the yeah. Thunder won't be prisoners in the moment. I'll tell you that they will not be prisoners of this moment and this draft. If they don't believe that there is a superstar, because the goal is to get a superstar, not, not a very good player. Like, they want a superstar. That's what they want. Yeah, and and they will be in no rush to trade Shea because of that. I mean, I don't see them going after a trade with Shea if it doesn't make total sense this year. I mean, if you cannot extract like enormous value for Shea, then it makes absolutely no sense to rush anything. Yeah. Like, What's the if Shea is not what you think? What I think he is, like a number one guy on a very good team. I I, I see top twenty potential in him, league wise. Yeah, I see that, and I see that as a 
not like yeah every number one pick has that potential no 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 i really see that as a viable option for shea after what i saw during this year i'm very very high um so suppose that he had that he has like a bad season yeah the value drops but so drops your record and so you have a chance to be because if shea is not what i think he is then okc will win 20 games 25 games which means perfect positioning for chet if he's great and they win 38 39 imagine having a star like shea on a five-year max after he he was probably a borderline all-star or an all-star that gives you that in february gives you a crazy value now probably because of contract rules you cannot really trade him or probably you can because you have six months i don't know uh, i have to check um maybe our friend john will uh will give us the truth on, on twitter but suppose you can imagine the value that you can have yeah. in february mm -hmm. in six months because of that mm -hmm. like so it's to me it's um there is no rush again if a trade makes sense today you do it but it has to be a trade that you that you say well i don't care it can it can become james harden and this is still the right choice for me yeah and it's it's hard yeah, it's hard to 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 gain that value in this draft because of the thing that we said about Detroit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've talked about in our in our text thread about the trade and about trading, like doing the James Harden trade again. And if the Thunder were able to extract Bradley Beal or Clay Thompson in the deal, then we don't talk about it. No, right? No, and OKC has a title. Yeah, for that, I'm quite sure. Yeah, we don't talk about it, but. No. Because it was Imagine a, Clay. because it was a bad like. trade. That's why we talk about it. And yeah. I I tend to agree that if you're going to trade Shea, you don't do it today. You wait, and mm -hmm. you let him develop another year. Give him a full season to to show what he's got, and let some guys develop around him. We just don't. I think that we feel like we know Shea very well, but I, th I think there's a lot more to learn about him. Exactly, he never, never stopped in the development. Yeah, like the only moment where I thought, I felt at least that the overall consensus was well there. He stopped was before the bubble and after the bubble, where to me, and I said it many times, and and this is not no Victor Lab kind of thing mm -hmm. but if you look at the numbers i mean it wasn't great but you have to put context around it he was taking five trees in the bubble which is something that it was insane like shea was not that player before the bubble and in the bubble he transformed himself into a guy that was able to take trees off the dribble at a very good rate and a very good percentage and yes he struggled he struggled mightily against a team that that didn't have a center because his own coach didn't allow him to have space on the court. Like, uh, it may be harsh, uh, overread on Billy, but, but I mean, we all saw, like, the fact that playing with Dort and, and Adams lead to having no space. And if, you're, and if you have Schroeder, and if, you're, and if you are Schroeder, and if you are Chris Paul, probably at that point in your career, you can be a little bit more effective than Shea. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the numbers, I mean, Shea was way more efficient than 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 this, not not Chris, of course, but Chris is an Hall of Famer. So, I mean, I think that it was unfair. And, 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 and the skills that we all advocate for him to add 
in the bubble was shooting yeah. and he was doing it yeah. like yeah. to me so it's we don't know what happens with Shea suppose that he comes back and he takes eight trees off the dribble per game and he hits like 38% of them that changes completely the calculation in Shea you don't you don't trade him for anything anything you just say well I'll, I'll use my picks to to, to 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 create a team that that works yeah because it's it's what I do I don't care if I'm in OKC, if I have a guy like that. If I have Lillard in OKC, I build a team for Lillard. I don't try to reset the timeline. He's too good for that. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to do better than what the Blazers did. Exactly, which with 18 first-round picks, you, you, you're really well-positioned to do that. Yeah. It would... Because you have your generational talent. Yeah, your, uh, your margin for error is pretty wide. And better not screw this up, this kind of... Kind of what it is. Yeah, and, and, and still, it's extremely hard. Yeah, it is. So, uh, let's go to the stream real quick, uh, and then we'll take a quick break. Uh, Lawrence Field is here with us. Hoopsock sixty nine is here, just always. It's so great. Thanks for being here with us. Uh, let's see. Everybody's congratulating you. What an epic game from Italy in the Euros <laughs> from Lawrence Field. Sam from New Zealand. Uh, from the land of champions. <laughs> yeah. Go Italy. Yeah, Tomasa is one of us. Here's the fluky from Germany. He says, thank you, Italy. <laughs> Miguel Debella is here. Hoopsock69 throwing out some emojis for you. Tomasa says, the Brexit is now official. <laughs> oh, That's my funny. gosh. Uh, Falk, who's in Denmark. Also congratulating. We got all of our Euro listeners in here just loving it. Absolutely loving mm-hmm. it. Uh, this is Paul Kenneth Ainge says, What's up, Andrew? Will you have a deep tissue upper thigh massage Balmer style when we get a top three pick in the draft? Uh, yes, I, I'll, I'll promise to do that if, if they trade for the third pick with the Cavs. Yes, we'll, we'll try to get it on video. And And by the way, you can... Come join us at Fastler Hall in Oklahoma City at 6 o'clock on the night of the draft. We will be there. There will be uh, lots of TVs. They have really good food, and it's going to be really fun. And it's a place where we can all gather in one location. It's a really, really big place. So come join us uh, at Fastler Hall uh, the night of the draft. It's going to be a blast. So be there. Uh, Miguel Devella is here. Let's see. Evan Christian. Uh, let's see. Daniel Tomasi says, Wasan boys from the UK. Uh, let's see. Alexander Britton says he's listening on his drive from Tulsa to OKC. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, Daniel Tomasi says, Andrew coaches youth basketball, and I coach youth soccer in the UK. I take inspiration from the legend. Uh, basketball coach Bob Knight. Who does Andrew look up to for coaching philosophy? Uh, Dave DeFore. That's my that's my coach that I'm looking up to. Uh, Christos, who's in Greece, also happy. Uh, Wojciech in Poland, also happy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I mean, I'm sorry for UK guys, but it seems that all Europe is happy about the results. Right. D- Daniel <laughs> from night. Norway. Uh, let's see. Black White is here. Tom Bystander is here. Uh, James Anderson. Uh, let's see. AM. Thanks so much. 
everybody for joining. Dylan Greaves, Robbie, uh, thanks so much, everybody, for joining in on the stream. If you're listening to this on the podcast app, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, and you can watch us live, or you can go watch us afterwards. I uh, hope everybody's doing great, and we will talk to you guys after this quick break. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And we're back from that quick break. McKelly, the draft is is very, very close. We've talked a little bit about it just through the lens of trading Shea, which I think we both agree is probably not the right move as of today. And mm-hmm. it's easy to compare it to the Harden trade, and you can easily say the, the Thunder jumped the gun on trading him if they would have waited a year. Things would have been a little bit better for them, but... I uh, can't do anything about that now, but you can do something about trading Shea now. But let's say <clears throat> things s- stick as they are. Mm-hmm. And the Cavs, there's, I mean, there's a good chance that Evan Mobley drops to the Cavs, and which I would uh, be floored if they traded the pick if Evan dropped to three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the the Raptors are probably not trading the pick unless something overwhelming comes their way. That they're just waiting yeah. to see who drops to them. Uh, green, yeah, Mobley, I, I or green or Mobley. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think that Green and Mobley are, at least as of today, the most likely to to be in, in their radar before Suggs. Mm-hmm. And um, but it's curious to me what happens with number four because there is where the dance begins to me, and and Toronto has a GM that is, I think he's open yeah. to anything. And so it doesn't mean that he will make a favor to OKC and just give them the pick number four. Mm-hmm. But it means that he will be extremely open to evaluate because the there are like experts in the drafts that are starting to say that Barnes is in the same ballpark as Suggs. Yeah. And to me, that is not the correct assessment. I'm I lean Suggs heavily, but mm-hmm. um, no, like no matter what I think. I, there is this option yeah. that Toronto doesn't like Suggs enough and they may want to extract value. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's insanity, by the way. <laughs> I think it's absolutely crazy. But I also don't have, I'm not working with the same information these teams are. And yeah. the fact is that mistakes will be made on draft night, even if we don't think they're being made at the time. Mistakes mm-hmm. will be made. Mistakes are being made right now with mock drafts. You know, that's yeah. That's just the way it is. Yeah, but go back, go back to the great draft uh, of Luca, Aiton, and guys like that. Mm-hmm. Think about Memphis. No one talks about. I mean, everyone talks about how Sacramento screw up big time. Yes, great. But think about Memphis. I mean, is that the right move to stay pat? Do not dra- draft Trey Young. Like Atlanta 
made a very risky move. And all Memphis had to do was to draft Trey Young. And that trade yep. for Atlanta would be awful because you don't give away Luca mm-hmm. for JJJ plus two for some picks. Mm-hmm. So that that even who stays pat and drafts whoever comes their place because their evaluation was that high, it doesn't mean that they have the, the correct evaluation. The correct evaluation was to draft Doncic first, Trey second, and Aiton third. That is the correct assessment now. Um, but back then, in, in when things were in motion, like if you're Memphis, why don't you try to extract value? Yeah, out of that yeah. because you ha- you just have to to call the Hawks and say, well, sorry, you did that, great, nice move, but I'm taking Trey, unless you give me the two picks mm-hmm. that you just paid, mm-hmm. that you just got. Mm-hmm. So it's um, like. Why? You are in a position of super play. You know who they want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you really know it. You just have to take him. Yep. Like, it's... Um, so, it's... Um, even if Toronto says, well, we like Barnes, we don't move, it doesn't make it the right move. Mm-hmm. If yep. you can't extract value, you need to. Yeah, you're right. So, who knows? Yeah, you're right. Uh, by the way, I think I would take Shea over Aiden. Yeah, it makes it, it. It is an option. I mean, it would have been a crazy, crazy pick. I mean, at, at the time, time. So, yes. If you're doing a yes. redraft, if you're redrafting that class, I think it's Luca. I think it's probably Trey, just because we've seen him do it in the playoffs, and we haven't seen yeah. Shea do it in the playoffs, and that matters yeah. significantly. When we talk about yeah. needing a villain. I mean. He became a villain, and it's because he was that good. Yeah. So I think you have... He wanted to be one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. And I think you have to put Trey second just because of of that performance. Yeah. And we may get a performance from Shea in the, in the near future that makes us flip-flop this. This is a fluid list. This isn't set in stone. But I would take Shea just the what I think he can affect a game more than Aiden can. Aiden needed the right situation to start to maximize who he is, and he's in that now. You know, he's got Chris Paul with him. He's got Booker with him. You're unsure. Yes, I am. Because I see... Um, I'm not saying that I would pick Aiden before Shea. I, I, I think that Aiden is not the guy that he will be in five years. That's probably true. And that guy, that guy could be a number one center in the league. There is potential for that in Aiton. Because defensively, yeah. I mean, in the way in which he... I know that you don't agree uh, because of the passing, but he was so dominant. He can be so dominant offensively mm-hmm. that he, w- he took him a while to get there. But he's improving at a similar rate compared to what Shea is doing. Because the, the, the difference between Aiton on defense in year one compared to Aiden in defense in year three. Mm-hmm. It's quite stunning. Yeah. He started from being canter level to be even worse, to be very, very, very good, to be a guy that can anchor a defense that can guard Yanis one-on-one, mm-hmm. even not a super healthy version of Yanis, mm-hmm. but that still counts. So to me, yeah, I, I would probably lean a guard, but I mean, I wouldn't 
I wouldn't question guys like like I didn't in the draft. Like to me, drafting Aiton outside the top three was a mistake at that at the time. Mm -hmm. And to me today, it's still discussion. Um, yeah, because Aiton has the potential to be so imposing that you cannot play small against him. He has that potential. He has the potential. Like, he just there's there's still I know about the consistency. Yeah, it's consistency and it's his aggressiveness. Like, as Joel Embiid like, says in the chat, like Joel Embiid. It was there's was no question from day one whether he wanted to destroy you, right? Yeah. Every single yeah. game he wanted that. Shaquille O'Neal obviously wanted to destroy you. And yeah. I don't know. I get you. Just don't get this. The, you don't get that same juice from Aiden. Not now, but you're starting to get it way more often than what it. So I'm saying the situation and, is 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 prime has yeah. been very very good for him and let's i don't know i worry a little bit i don't i do i trust robert sarver to keep this team together is one of the questions that i have oh that okay okay that that is fair that is fair um because the, but, they're going to yeah. get very very expensive very very fast because of mm -hmm. deandre ayton because of how good mikhail bridges has been cam johnson you think yeah. they're gonna be able to keep cam johnson are they gonna pay like crazy amounts of luxury tax because he's going to make some money because he's yeah, a big, he bigger guy that can shoot and defend. Like the guy's making yeah. 15 to 20 million. That will happen. Yeah. Or oh, oh, Bridges will, Bridges will, if he Bridges probably gets a max timeline, Bridges probably gets a max. No, but no, but, but close to that. So you don't think some, some other team would come, come no. at him with a restricted free agent. Uh, it would be offer. a mistake. Yeah, maybe, but it would be a mistake. Lots of mistakes are made with these contracts. Lots of mistakes are made. Yeah, Cantor, Cantor with OKC. Yes, the amount of money that was offered to yes. him was insanity. Yeah. But if you're the Thunder, they had to do it. And if you're, they if, had to. If yes. you're the Suns, you have to do it. But they have an owner who has the propensity to take the cheap route and has let tremendous talent go in the past. Maybe he's learned from that. Maybe he doesn't like the bad Maybe. press. Whatever it is, perhaps he will change. But if I were a Suns fan, I'd be, I'd be, I would just say I, I hope they win it this year, because I don't, yeah. I don't trust the owner to continue to push this forward. I think that they yeah, they have kind of fallen into a great team. I think that the the, the easy it, it, the easy way out is to not to resign Chris Paul, and that would be something that can happen. It I really see happen. that as a possibility. Yeah, uh, especially if they lose. Um, if they win, maybe we'll say, well, who cares? I mean, we just won a title. You don't break up a title team. Yeah. And we still have a couple of years of relative being safe. We sign like a two plus one with a both way out at yeah. a crazy number. And and it's just two years. Yeah. Um, but if they lose, <laughs> yeah. I mean, to me, there's a there's a really high chance that 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 they won't resign. Um, and again, back to Shea in the draft. Yeah, I would probably draft Shea. But again, the reason is, if you take Aiden before Shea, even today, you're not screwing up. You just have a different evaluation. Yeah. Uh, and and it's not a terrible evaluation, to be honest. Because, it, I mean, it may, it can make sense for you to draft a guy like Aiden uh, before yeah. Shea. With Trey and Luca, to me, it doesn't make any sense. Um, because again, I mean, Aiden showed off in the playoffs, which is... Very important. Mm -hmm. Now, it can be a Steven Adams situation. 
against San Antonio where we all thought, wow, this is the new coming uh, of Steven. He will be changed after this season. And guess what? Starts the regular season and it starts again with a very, very good start, but not very productive. And by the end of the season, say, wow, another one. Yeah. And, and we all love Steven, but it was the pattern after that series where basically that series alone worth him the 20 plus million contract per year that he signed. It was that moment. So you never know, but at the moment, like when they signed Steven to that big money, no one was really saying, well, or at least we were saying, yeah, it's a bit overpriced, but not that much. Come on. Mm-hmm. He, he just destroyed Duncan in the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, I remember. I remember. Yeah. I just think if you have a guy that can handle the ball, that can affect the game. Yeah, sure. At multiple levels. I'd like that. And I, th- and I like Aiden a lot. I think Aiden's going to be a really good player. Uh, and he will show, he will improve. He's only 22. So it's not like he's old. Speaking of age, today's Shay's birthday. Happy birthday to Shay Gildas Alexander. So thanks to Hoops. Definitely number three then. Definitely. Definitely. It's her birthday. Come on. Maybe two. (laughs) Yeah, maybe two. Thanks to Hoops. Who says this Luca is a better player? Not me. Hey, who knows? We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. It's funny because we always have these evaluations about draft classes and early on, it was like, oh, you know, Russ is really good, but Derrick Rose is the guy, you know? Yeah. And the yeah. First, like, obviously, in, the guy. injuries had a lot to do with it. Yeah. And then the same with James Harden. It was like, well, you know, Harden's good, but Blake, Blake, you know? And then it was just clearly Harden. So, we don't know. Yeah. All right. We don't know. Thanks so much for listening to our show. Uh, again, join us the night of the draft, July 29th, 2021, at 6 o'clock at Fassler Hall. It's in Midtown, near downtown Oklahoma City. Uh, there's uh, adequate parking. It's got adequate space. If you joined us for our lottery party, the space is much bigger than the Mule and Edmund, and so we can all kind of gather in one space. Uh, if you're concerned about that, maybe you came and you left the lottery party because it was too crowded. This will be a different uh, environment. So uh, plan to be there. It's going to be a really, really fun night. And we will talk to you guys again with Alex on Wednesday. Wednesday.